Good evening. Is my sound coming through okay? Welcome. And um, tonight I want to talk a little bit about Buddha's Hari Nirvana and the Pari Nirvana Sutra. Uh, we'll be uh, sitting Friday, Saturday, Sunday to begin the practice focus. And this <clears throat> particular Sashin celebrates Buddha's Hari Nirvana, Buddha dropping off his physical body and going <clears throat> beyond Nirvana. Uh, that's what Pari Nirvana means, beyond Nirvana. Buddha was uh, uh, Nirvanic he, uh, in his lifetime. He had uh, dropped off the desire realm in himself, extinguished desires while he was a human. And in the Buddhist uh, <clears throat> parlance, that's considered uh, uh, nirvana with remainder because he had a body and he still had to feed the body and the body still had to rest. So there was kind of residual physical desires. And then when he uh, dropped off his physical body, when he died in his 80s, um, it, it is said that that's nirvana without remainder. So parinirvana means uh, that uh, he's going beyond nirvana. He was already nirvanic. And he was taking the next step when he dropped off his body. So Buddha and his followers were on their way to Kushingagara. Buddha was in his 80s and realized that he was feeble and was uh, going to die soon. And he was telling this to Ananda, his attendant and his cousin, Ananda, that he didn't have long to live. And uh, the night <clears throat> before his death, uh, they met a metal worker named Kunda who offered to make Buddha and his followers a big meal. And Kunda was very excited about this and was granted that opportunity. I, you know, I like to cook and I like to cook for, for big parties. And uh, I just, uh, I just like this. I, I can just imagine Kunda's glee. You know, here's this great teacher and all of 
his followers on their way to do a teaching in <clears throat> the next town. So uh, it's a, it's a great it's a great story, and <clears throat> and uh, Kunda was said to jump into this task with great glee, and then and then serve the meal. And uh, after the meal, the, after the great meal, the story goes that uh, Buddha knew that, that this was going to be his last night. And, you know, the Buddha was so kind. He, he, uh, he uh, um, pulled Ananda over and said, you know, this, I'm, I'm going to uh, pass away tonight. And, and Kunda might feel bad that uh, maybe his meal had something to do <clears throat> with my death. And I want, I want you to assure Kunda and anybody who might, who might think that Kunda had anything to do with this, I want you to assure, assure them that that wasn't at all the case. And uh, Buddha said to Ananda, tell everyone that there there are two great meals in a person's life. And uh, that the first meal is when you achieve, the, the meal that you have just before you achieve unsurpassed, complete, perfect enlightenment. And, and maybe that was the rice, the rice porridge that uh, Buddha was given by Sujata um, just before he, he started meditating under the Bodhi tree. So that was the first great meal. The second meal is just before you, uh, you <clears throat> go beyond nirvana. So, uh, so let every, everyone know that, uh, it was a great meal. And it's one of the two great meals that uh, everyone has in their life. So, uh, so uh, I thought that was very kind of the Buddha. And then, of course, Buddha knew he was dying and um, gathered his uh, disciples around him. Uh, he said, for your sake, because I want to give you one last teaching another kindness uh, that on your deathbed you want that you're thinking of your your community and giving them one last teaching uh, and <clears throat> we'll we'll look a little more at this uh, uh, Buddha's Parinirvana brief admonition Sutra Buddha gave teachings on all of all of these before. Um, there's there's short paragraphs on on kind of uh, uh, Buddha's uh, key teachings, key topics, and he goes through them one by one. But what a what a kind thing to do to say, you know, these are the these are the things to remember when I'm gone. And uh, <clears throat> I, 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 I really am just going to look at look at one of them tonight. But there's another one that that uh, that I really like a poetic image. Uh, sometimes we think we need to. Uh, uh, this is Buddha's teaching on diligence. 
a short teaching on diligence. And sometimes we think uh, that we should try to deepen our practice. And we ask ourselves or we ask our teacher or we ask our Dharma companions, how can I deepen my practice? What effort do I need to put in to uh, uh, develop confidence in my true nature? To uh, what diligence do I need? What effort do I need to save all beings? What effort do I need to realize um, oneness and intimacy with all things? And um, we, we might imagine that we have to practice harder. Um, but, but as, 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 I've, as I've tried to study before, um, in Buddhism, uh, practicing harder means relaxing more. And uh, Buddha, Buddha says it this way in this uh, Brief Admonition Sutra. Um, it is like a small stream flowing for a long time, which is able to bore through stone. So, I mean, what kind of effort do you think a small stream uses to create the Grand Canyon? Uh, it's nothing but that, that nature, the true nature of the stream, just just to flow, just to be totally itself. Uh, what kind of, it, it's nothing but effort, but uh, what kind of effort do you think it is? And, and when you look at your own practice, uh, how can you find uh, ease in that practice like a small flowing stream that's sustainable, that just... Uh, that just uh, uh, goes deeper and deeper into your true nature, um, day by day, hour by hour. Uh, something for us to ponder in a great image. This, uh, And then he ends this paragraph, this is my teaching on diligence. This is my teaching on vigor. Uh, just to be that small stream that does nothing but carve the Grand Canyon. So I, I just, I, I love that image. But um, what I, the, the paragraph that I'd like to look at um, is the first paragraph, uh, the first uh, teaching that he gives, that he generously gives to, to his disciples gathered around his, his deathbed. Um, the Buddha lay between the twin solitaries and was about to enter nirvana. At this time, in the middle of the night, all was quiet without any sound. Then, for the sake of all his disciples, he spoke on the essentials of Dharma. All of you monks, after my nirvana, you should revere and honor the precepts, the standards of conduct. 
This is like finding a light in the darkness or like a poor person obtaining a treasure. So that that's his first teaching. That's that's what he wants wants us all to know is to revere and honor the precepts. They're like a light for our life. They uh they they guide us in the way in in our way. Um a one of our one of our <clears throat> sage sangha members just this week uh said um Uh, how can anyone get through all the difficulties of this human life that this human life presents to us without a spiritual practice? And she wasn't saying that spiritual practice gives us ease and calm. I I I took it to mean that that our our practice you know, guides us, uh, gives us direction. Uh, how can we get through this life with without direction like this that our that our spiritual practice gives us? So this is this is what the Buddha was meaning when when he said, "Revere and honor the precepts, our our ethical practices, because they're the the guides." through our life and into unsurpassed, complete, perfect enlightenment. They are the guides that point us towards all the beings that um, uh, that uh, we have taken a vow to liberate from their suffering. This is the guide. This is the guide that we, that we, that uh, is, is all we have is our, is our um, is the precepts these precepts that um, <clears throat> are nothing but the embodiment of harmony and unity and oneness, not killing, not lying, not stealing, um, not not gossiping, not uh, uh, indulging in anger. All of those are the guides to harmony and. Um, and relieving not only our own suffering, but the suffering of people around us and pointing us <clears throat> towards unsurpassed, complete, perfect enlightenment and the liberation of all beings. Buddha goes on to say, you should know that the precepts are your great teacher and are not different than my actual body in the world. This is the this is the gift that he was giving his disciples. That you know, yes, this body uh, that you see before you is going away, but uh, the precepts are nothing but my body. And um, when you practice these precepts, these are the manifestation of the compassionate activity of my life and of your life. Um, Can you not only see me when uh, 
when you practice the precepts, when you're practicing compassion in the world, but you're also none other than me um, when you're this compassionate self, when you're this intimate self with with all things. And uh <clears throat> and of course, of course, this is what our but what Buddhism uh uh, Buddhism is is a religion of practice. Is you know is none other than this body and what this body does. Uh, Catherine, Catherine, our <clears throat> our abbess said, um, "Our religion is our breath," uh, and 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 that's what she meant. Our religion, this religion of Buddhism, is nothing but the body. Um, and, um, and, uh, and that's what, <clears throat> what I want, what, what I want us to ponder is, uh, is, is, uh, how do, how do we know our practice in our body? What have we taken underneath our skin, uh, that, uh, is nothing but this, um, compassionate activity that we do over and over again. When uh, we look at the the um, image of Buddha on the altar. Uh, I know a lot of us even have home altars with the image of Buddha. Um, Can we, as we look at that body of Buddha, can we also see nothing but compassionate activity? And then, uh, and then by the same token, um, with confidence that I am the Buddha, can I see that I am compassion? And uh, not only uh, will the Buddha Gotama, that body that the, the disciples were seeing dead there in Kusingagara, not only will the Buddha Gotama always be with me, but I am this compassionate activity. So that's our practice. When we when we uh, use this body, when we adjust our posture, when we uh, when we pull our shoulders back just that little bit more for an upright, attentive position, uh, that's that's the compassionate activity that is saving all beings, that is saving our own life, and that is saving all beings. When we, when we um, pull our chin in just a little bit more, that's that compassionate activity. That's that's um, that's the body of Buddha uh, enacting out the precepts over and over again as we follow our breath, as we bow to the cushion, as we. Uh, face the wall, 
you know, now when I look in the mirror, uh, I see uh, the face of my father. And uh, I don't think it's hard for any of us to to kind of understand or really, really feel that uh, that we're nothing but the body of our parents, and that this uh, this uh, body, whatever lineage it is, you know, is now living in me. And you know, my mother didn't die, my father didn't die. It's all right there. I see it. I see it in the mirror. Uh, uh, several times a day, and that it's going to be uh, 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 in other generations as well. So, 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 so maybe we can we can ponder that um, embodiment of one generation after another. And of course, um, all of us, you know, sitting looking in the screen now are um, in. Are, are nothing but the body and mind of many generations of men and women ancestors that have done just this, done just this practice. Maybe this is the first practice in front of the com- computer screen, but uh, but their version looked pretty much just like this, with that the shoulders back, the chin in. Um, paying close attention to the breath and knowing that uh, that this is the the light, the lamp uh, that's leading us, uh, offering the path through our human life and uh, onto onto unsurpassed, complete, perfect enlightenment, which is nothing but the harmony of the precepts. Um, not only our sitting, but uh, but but th- think think of the the zendo activities that have been passed on uh, to Suzuki and to Catherine and now and to Coben. And, uh, and now to us, think of our chanting that we do daily with our, with our bodies and our breath. Think of our prostrations, our bowing. Um, think of our, our gasho, which is the very symbol of, of unity, bringing the many into the, into the one. Uh, uh, all of our, our practice is nothing nothing but the body. Um, In this, uh, uh, later on in the longer sutra of of Parinirvana, the Buddha says, um, uh, take refuge in this body. Uh, Make an island of this body, an island of refuge. Um, and, and, and what he means is, uh, is, uh, uh, let's, let's get to know this body intimately as the body and activity of the Buddha. It's the only thing we've got. It's, uh, 
So let's let's get to know uh, how we think, how we move, uh, when we squirm, uh, at what point when we have a stiff back and sitting, do we do we make a little adjustment, and then we can ponder, you know, is my back really hurting, or am I worried about this or that? Um, what what really is this body and mind right now? And uh, and this is uh, this is our uh, uh, our uh, path uh, into the Buddha body and mind. This is nothing other than the Buddha body and mind. Um, I'll finish up with a another pari nirvana story that the the Buddha tells in the Lotus Sutra. He's telling um, the many, the many thousands and tens of thousand beings gathered before him, listening to him preach the Lotus Sutra, the great assembly that's before him. And he talks about, he says that, uh, that um, that he'll be going extinct, you know, maybe like a rare animal, but uh, but it's it's the term for uh, extinguishing this body, extinguishing desires, and then the the um, the falling away of this uh, of this human body. And he says, after the Tathagata is extinct, those who look upon this sutra as if it were the Buddha, I will assure all of those who look upon this sutra as nothing but the Buddha, I will assure you all of supreme awakening. And at that, um, uh, 8,000 bodhisattvas raised their hands and said, I'll carry on this practice. Um, I'll hold this body of the Buddha into the next generation. Um, uh, Rab Anderson just did a series of classes on the Lotus Sutra for the for the practice focus up at Green Gulch, and he said the whole Lotus Sutra is like a transmission story. It's a it's Buddha saying um, uh, this is the Dharma, this is the whole package, this is the whole works. Can I get some assurances that you'll take it on and uh, keep it going um, and uh, and because this is nothing but the body of Buddha can we uh, and, and then then he he goes in in the other chapter you know talking about the the endless eons that the Buddha has been teaching the beginningless eons that the since the Buddha has been teaching and the endless eons that the Buddha will continue teaching. And it is nothing but this, um, but this wave after wave, of uh, of taking up this practice 
getting it under our skins and saying, um, saying, yes, uh, uh, I can't, uh, I can't quit this. I can't stop this. It's, it's nothing but my body. Um, and it expresses, uh, the true reality of, um, of being. Um, so maybe, maybe at this point, I'll just leave with that question that we can take up in the, in the discussion section after the, after the announcements. Um, uh, what, what part of this practice do you already know is, uh, is your body, is uh, under your skin? Um, uh, this, uh, this body, this, maybe it's the posture, maybe, uh, maybe with great ease, you enjoy chanting with the community, the heart sutra in the morning. Um, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, it's, it's the morning practice that's gotten under your skin. Uh, maybe it's the the evening practice and the chanting of the refuges at the end of the day that's under your skin. Or maybe it's like uh, the, the first paragraph. Um, I know that the precepts are the body and mind of the Buddha. And that's, that's the, the guiding light that I use to, um, to lead my life and to connect me with others. So, so, um, so take a look at, at what uh, what got you um, here and logging in tonight. Uh, that uh, that's under your skin. That that six o'clock came around and I've just got to log on and sit with uh, sit with my Dharma companions and uh, realize the body and mind of Buddha. May our ongoing practice give us confidence in saving all beings and realizing supreme enlightenment. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it.